Welcome to Intersections, an Avondale Originals podcast. Bringing together the most intriguing people from entrepreneurs to explorers, we dive in to find their common intersections and provoke elevated conversations. Follow along as we discuss life, business, fast cars, and everything in between. In this episode of Intersections, we bring together two Dallas-based visionaries and longtime friends, Yasmin Tadia, founder and CEO of Make Your Life Sweeter, and Chuck Steelman, VP of Customer Experience, Programming and Partnerships at Trademark Property. The two collectively bring decades of stories, experiences, and hard-learned lessons while pioneering in their respective industries, curating some of the most exceptional and sweet experiences for their clientele around the globe. What do Fashion Weeks, Cheeto-flavored cotton candy, and medical supplies have in common? Listen in to find out as the two meet at the Tower Club in Dallas for an elevated conversation above the city skyline. The vehicles featured in this episode are the Aston Martin DBX and the Bentley Bentayga Hybrid, courtesy of Avondale Dealerships. Well, talk about arriving in style, Yasmeen. I am so happy Avondale brought us together because usually we're just like, hey, I need this, hey, I need this all the time. And this is just so much fun. You came in real style. That was a Bentley. You should have heard the sound system. I mean, (laughs) I was grooving when I was driving down. Pacific Avenue <laughs> coming to meet you. So it was really fun, but um, that Bentley is spectacular. Oh my God, it's so pretty. I love it. And did you see my Aston Martin? Of course I saw it. That I was thing like, is like, I think everybody that saw us as we were driving was like, oh my God, look, it's an Aston Martin. <laughs> but what they couldn't see is the interior, the color oh of that God. car was so cool. It's like purple, blue. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. You know, I had no idea I was gonna become your assistant today, but you know, I should have known that you would have all this new stuff for me to see and try. And actually, when we arrived, it kind of made me think about the first time I saw oh God, you I don't know walking if I into hear this story. the event venue and you were like teeter-tottering around on these tall hills. And I'm like, who is that girl with the cotton candy and these Louboutin shoes like walking in? And I was like, who are you? But you know, that's what's so interesting because that's when you were really when you first started your company, started. you were just doing the little fluff pops. Mm-hmm. It was just the miniature cotton yeah, candies. Yeah, fluff pop was... that I created, I guess, 2013. That was in 2013. I know. That's and been so uh, my ago. employees were called DJs, and they spin candy instead of music. And I set up that huge DJ booth. I remember. Where we spun cotton candy. And I ate a lot of cotton candy that You night. did. <laughs> and it was, people were going crazy for they it. They really were. Because you guys were like, we want the newest, coolest thing in Dallas. Yes, and you brought it. You know what my favorite well, cotton candy, I have to say, is the licorice flavor. Oh, black licorice. Black licorice, yeah. That, it's so good. Well, I don't think you've tried my hot Cheeto flavor. Hot that's Cheeto my flavor. newest flavor. And cotton candy? Flame and hot Cheeto. You know, that's, again, that's it's what... It's that spicy, sweet combination that people are just not used to. And, but, you know, that's what's so, so great about you. It's like you're always coming up with something that's like the new now, now that everybody right. wants. Or it's somebody has an experience, which right. I think is so cool. Right. And that you're right. It comes from traveling, too. And also my past. So I was in HR for 10 years. And I would do the largest events in the hotel industry in New York City. And my clients were the general managers of these amazing hotels and they've seen everything. Yeah. And so it's like, if, if they've seen everything, I better create new things that make, you know, give them that wow factor. Um, and so every time I would come into an event, I'm, I'd actually be underwhelmed by the crab cakes being served. You know, they yeah. always serve crab yeah, cakes. the basic things. <laughs> the basic things. And I'm like, what can we do that gives people that wow factor that's memorable? And you know, from HR, the one thing that I loved about being in HR, which is so different than what I do now, is being able to change an employee's life and bring them joy and happiness 
um, after fixing a problem or helping them with something at home with their families or helping them with their benefits or giving yeah. them a raise or all the good things. And with cotton candy, I get that same thing. It's it's the minute someone sees us spinning cotton candy, their faces light up, whether yeah. they eat it or not. The interesting thing is over the past couple of years, both of us have really innovated our careers and really thought about innovation as we look to the future. That's for sure. And that's how we're working together in a new way because who would have ever thought <laughs> that Make Your Life Sweeter would go from being this massive, world-renowned event company to a store. All because of you, <laughs> every day, harassing me and calling me and like, I think you need to have a store. I have the perfect space for you. It was perfect <laughs> though, because you know I, I was new to trademark property, but as I was looking in to the space and thinking about the customer experience right. and how do I elevate that during the holidays. And we thought, okay, if we're having this Instagram moment and Santa Claus is there, we need one more thing. And yeah. I thought hot chocolate, candy. And then I started thinking about the person that does it the best. <laughs> I was like, Yasmeen needs to make your life sweeter here for two months for holiday. Right, Remember? and you could visualize it and I couldn't. You know, you were like, I'm not, a, I, I don't know anything about retail. I can't open up a store. I was like, it's great. You know, all, you know, the interesting thing is we're seeing a lot of online businesses right. who are now opening brick and mortar because it's so important. Because I know one of the things that, that you've told me over the past year since you've been open is your online business has increased. It really has. And it's the exposure I think that people see and maybe they go online and buy and then think when they think about cotton candy, they think about your store. Right. You're, you're offering something that they maybe have never seen um, before. You're the king of experience. Let's well, be honest. Well, I don't know if I'm the king I of experience. I think you're the one that motivates a lot of it. It's what's new, Yasmeen? What's, but where does that even come from? Like why, why is everything so experience driven? Because when I started the business, it was not really all about experience. It was about creating a healthier candy option. So you kind of pushed me into that role. Well, I think, you know, in, in today's world with technology making everything happen so fast, faster right. than it's ever happened before, you know, you have to really take into consideration a customer's time. Right. People are always like, oh, you know, everybody shops online. Yeah. We know, I think uh, my perception is online is about convenience. Yep. It has to be quick, easy, show up on your doorstep. But when you come into a brick and mortar store or you go into a shopping center, right. like one of the 20 that Trademark Property owns and manages, right. we want to make sure that that customer has an experience like they've never had before. Right. And when they come in, you know, they really get taken back by some of the things that we can come up with. And it's creating with. memories. It really is. And, and if you think about it, you know, what can you not do online? that you can do in a brick and mortar. One right. is, you know, you can hang out with your friends in the yeah. shopping center. You can have a glass of champagne. You can shake the hand of a designer right. and take a picture with a celebrity and be photographed for your social media content. But was this always Chuck Steelman? Um, That's know, what I wanna know. Like, are you always like all about experience? Like when you started, like, did you really like think you were gonna get into this experience world? Well, my background, like, I, you know, I've worked in and been in the retail and fashion industry pretty much my whole life. Right. When I was in high school, I was on the team board of a department store, which they don't even really exist anymore. And, um, you know, I think that it's it's so unfortunate because what it allows, what it allowed me to do as a teenager is I'm, first of all, I met people from, you know, 25 other schools that right. lived in the, the city where I grew up in. That had that same passion. Yeah, and you kind of learned and you modeled in fashion shows, you volunteered for the community, you got to work in the store and get paid, you know, I probably right. got paid $6 an hour, whatever minimum yeah. wage was way back then. But you know, it was, it, the experience of it, it, it exposed you to a career. Right. And I, did, I had no 
desire that that would be what I would end up doing. But retail was very relationship driven back then, more it, so than it was now, because there was no online option, right? There was no on, online, didn't exist. Right. And then even when online first started existing, it really wasn't, it wasn't yeah. a, a power force like it is now. And I think that we're seeing shopping centers evolve now. Right. Um, and I always look back to those times and I think, what did I, what was an experience that I had? What were some things that my friends wanted to go into? Right. How can we re-engage with people and bring some of those things back to life? I just love seeing you get to be around all these amazing people. I mean, it's just something that you love and something that you've always been really good at. So. Yeah, you know, when I worked for the MGM Mirage, I was always able to travel and I started buying and having that experience where we were able to like see fashion come to life and then working for Neiman Marcus and going on all these great experiences and meeting incredible people, you know, right. like fascinating people all over the world is what really, and in building relationships, it's something that I've always been really good at. You know, you're not guaranteed tomorrow no. and you have to make things interesting and fun. And it makes you, to me, it's what drives me to be more creative in, the, in my right. roles. And like, how, how can I make this work? And how can I work with a business or an individual to make things more special and more right. exciting. And I think what's funny that a lot of people don't see, I probably see, because I'm there during the vendor hour of like setting up for an event, they don't see Chuck Stillman running around and setting up chairs and making sure that the that the runway is completely perfect when you guys were doing a fashion show and every single thing is lined up perfectly. And then you get on stage like you didn't just work yeah. for four hours in your, you know, running around and trying to make everything perfect. So. As you know, in, in special events, you wear a lot of hats. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not just, you know, MC. You don't just show up to an event. Talking on television about something. Oh, you're, you know, you do everything. And you know, but that's really, you know, I learned this in college. One of my college professors, he was actually a music theory professor and he right. gave us an assignment. We had to write a phrase of music. And he would play it at the piano and then he would kind of be, in, and I'm never gonna forget, he played mine and he sat there and he was, and he kind of looked down and he was like, you know, Mr. Stillman, he's like, the difference between being good and being great is by paying attention to the details. Oh, 100%. And you know, he was talking about that little piece of music, but I've always kept that in my mind. And it really is about those small details. So when I plan an event or when I'm planning something that involves other people, the first thing I think about is the small details. Right. Not like, okay, it's we've got to order chairs and tables and get a caterer. And I go even deeper and say, what's going to make this special right. and different and unique? And right. then that's when I start and build the event around the details. And then the basics then naturally come because you got to oh, yeah. do that. But I always try to come up, which is, I think, is, again, how we always oh, connect. And that's how we Because make, I we start going, well. okay, what color of cotton candy or what right. color of popcorn or what can you do? Because then I can build it around that. Right. But, you know, one thing that we haven't talked about, Yasmin, is really your number one job is the fact that you're like mom of the year. <laughs> I'm you know, not mom of the year. You know, you really are. You know, you have, you're a single mom and you have your own business. And people always admire you for be, being Thank able you. to juggle all of that. Like, well, and full-time mom. I homeschooled home 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 mom, Dane you know? for the last three years. So. I mean, I've seen you in action, you know, working at your store at Gallery of Dallas, yeah. running upstairs for conference calls with right. your son, you know. How do you juggle it all? Like, what gave you that foundation that makes you mom of the year? Well, you know, my dad was a big part of that. And he, both my parents, actually, just learning to be a good mom from my mom and, you know, being there for your family and my dad teaching me business. I started working when I was like five. Yeah. <laughs> um, my parents own a medical supply company. My dad was actually a physician in South Africa, left during the apartheid. It was a really tumultuous time. And he decided to make a move. And he started this medical supply company selling gloves and, you know, anything medical that he could possibly sell. Um, durable medical supplies, door to door to doctor's offices. And I would go with him on the weekends. And he would first 
be friends with every single janitor, every single person he'd meet on the way to the doctor's office. The um, receptionist up front was his bestie always. And that's really how he created those relationships. And people buy from who they like. You know yeah. that and I know that. Yeah. Well now, well, now I know why you have Zane working in the store. You know? <laughs> uh, I mean, our sales go up this, when he's yeah. there. I think it teaches people and teaches the young people how to work and how to give back and they see and observe and although they're really not working, right. they're just doing little odds and oh, jobs. Oh, he you know? very much, he's been working, so we started the company when he was three. He used to open up all my little jars of, you know, I'd have 3,000 jars a client would order and I'd be like, let's sit together and open these up. <laughs> um, but even to this day, it's how do you also, you know, the other day somebody said to me, oh, your son's homeschooled, he probably doesn't have social skills because he's homeschooled or he doesn't know how to, how is he ever gonna learn a team project? I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. He's in a group of seven women. Yeah. And everybody's and like, Zane, go get this, Zane, do this same do that and he, he's he's on it and you've taken him all over the world on yes. your travel so he knows how to travel in first class better than we do you know <laughs> I, and I have to thank you for that I mean all of my clients have especially you were okay with my son coming along and I think that's a, a shift in the dynamic of the world of you know women do have a place in the workplace yeah. and we have children that yeah. we need to take care of and you guys were always okay with, is Zane there? Avondale is the same, you know, we have a party. Are you bringing Zane? When is, what time will Zane be there? Yeah. You know, instead of What's saying- What's his role gonna right, be? Right, instead know? of saying, um, I really don't want you to bring your, bring your son. You know, this is where I'll have clients say, oh, there's no kids allowed, just FYI. I really shy away because we can decide whether we want to be at an event or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Danny on my team, you know, her babies grow up with us. I don't think yeah. women should have to, you know, have their kids in daycare at five and 12 weeks old. I feel like babies can come to work. And so we've shifted the paradigm in how women are seen in the workplace and, and how they're respected in the workplace because I want my team to be good moms too. So I gotta know, like, where did you start when you, when you decided you were coming into this world of retail? You had to have had a boss. I've had a few horrible bosses, to be honest. But well, you had to have an amazing boss that helped you and taught you and got you to where you are. I think it was probably the first person I worked for. Really? Um, she had been working at the department store as a fashion director probably for 40 years. She'd been around a long time. Wow. But you know, I, I like it because she selected me to be on the team board out of you know thousands of kids that, that auditioned. You know, right. you only maybe like 50 to 100 were selected. But I ended up started working for her as her assistant when I was a senior in high school. Wow. And I worked off and on throughout college. But she really instilled in me the sense of dominating a market. And I, I really saw that you know, she, anytime that a news media outlet would want to talk about fashion, she was the one they always called. The first department store that anyone went to when it was a charity event going on, it was that department store because of her, right. because she had such a strong presence of really making things happen for people that no one else could do. And she had a way of drawing people into her. And I really saw that in the fact that, you know, she was really yeah. so good at working with the community and really making a difference when it comes to nonprofits and, and, and organizations. And then from that moment, then as I started my career working in the fashion industry, um, then she connected me and told me about Fashion Group International. And when I got involved with FGI, um, as the district director um, for FGI now, you know, I've been able to meet so many young entrepreneurs throughout the country and have been able to talk to them and help right. them with and their give career back to them, right? and say, you know, these are some things that I've experienced because, you know, life, the life's journey is not always easy. Right. And, you know, just because you're sitting on the front row at Paris Fashion Week or putting on this amazing event inside a mall, you know, there's a lot of hard work that you go to behind the scenes. It's not all glitz and glamour, right. you know, it's a lot of work where you get down and work and you know that because I've seen you like working, you know, doing things that like people 
have no idea all the things it's, that you do. It's been nuts. And I think we pull, you know this, I pull 80, 90 hour weeks. Um, and as an entrepreneur, a lot of people, when they ask me, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. It's my dream job. I yeah. want to work for myself. And I'm, I'm like, remember, if you're not working for anybody, the most important thing is you don't have anybody to hold you accountable if you're not working for anybody. Yes. So people like you are the ones that actually hold me accountable. Your clients become the ones that hold you accountable. And that's what I love about working with Avondale is that philanthropic piece. It's all about, okay, I know it's going to be, there's always this charitable piece that they have tapped into every event. And how do we get to be a part of that collectively? My real goal is to make a ton of money and give it all away. Yeah. I don't know if you know that about me, but I think you do. Um, one thing that's important to me is every member on my team gets to pick a charitable organization and we donate to that event so that it, it means something. It doesn't mean something when you're just donating to all these random causes that really don't you don't have a passion for. So yeah. we all pick pick different things. Um, for us, it's cancer, leukemia, domestic violence are the three main, main areas. Um, but for me, being an immigrant, uh, something that's really important to me is to is education and being able to give back in third world countries. So I'm from South Africa, so giving back in South Africa is really important to me. Um, my dad, with his connection to India, my ancestry in India, um, I don't know if you know that my ancestors are actually sugarcane farmers in India, so it's in my roots. It's all because so of going the to that, now I understand. <laughs> going to know? that village and being able to just walk into a school and nobody has any idea who I am, and I say, today I'm gonna change change your lives. Mm -hmm. And I'll sit there and watch what they what they have and I'll notice the kids don't have running water. The kids don't have any sort of any anything. They barely have one book for the whole classroom and it gets passed around. They don't have pencils. They don't have I mean just basic things. So how do we create that, you know, moment and then my only requirement when we give back is that I'm able to talk to all the girls. So I have the principal pull all the girls together um, and I stand there and I talk to them and I say the only difference between me and you is education. If you can get educated, you can be where I am. And it's so amazing to get to see, you know, the Avondale commercial we did for Aston Martin uh, piece, having the principal of a school in a village in India who yeah. has Facebook comment on it and said, I showed all the girls in the school. I mean, how amazing is that yeah. impactful to give them the ability to say, you just need to be educated and you can do amazing things. Yeah, making a difference is important. And it's right. always, it's, you know, because I think when you're able to see that you had an impact on someone else's life, right? it really makes you feel like life's journey is worth it. You right. know? <laughs> I know you have to go because you're always running around and I, running. I do have an appointment, but you know, I as it. I go back to work, you're probably about to jump on a plane to go have how fun. How did you know? Because fun. I know I have an event, I have an opening <laughs> event for a client. Well, you know I'll never leave you without something sweet. I have oh, to grab you some treats. That's the only reason I came, actually. <laughs> Stop it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. You have to see all these treats I oh, brought for yum. you. I always bring you all the best stuff. Yes. So you're the first one to see this. This is oh, our truffle chocolate box that you can take to meetings. I love the colors. all of the treats all together. How fun is that? Well, you know, I've got to have this, and I want that. And what is that? Oh, Flamin' yes, Hot I Cheetos. I finally get so to try it. Well, I carried all this up here, so I might as well take <laughs> it out. Thanks so much, Yasmin. You're welcome. I can't wait to see what the future has for us. I mean, so many fun things. Oh, wait, I need Zane. <laughs> Come on, Zane. Come on. <laughs> when, when do I get to drive the car? <laughs> Are you serious right now? Does he even have his license? Not yet, but soon. <laughs>
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Intersections, an Avondale Originals podcast for elevated conversations. If you'd like to see more from our guests and the cars featured in this episode, check out the video series on Avondale Dealership's YouTube channel. Questions, comments, or suggestions for future guests? Email us at intersections at avondale.com. Want to check out the cars from this episode and more? Visit Avondale Dealerships at avondale.com to browse our collection of luxury cars. Until the next time!